Everyone's laughing already here. <laughs> what did I say? I missed the joke. <laughs> Welcome into the wrap. It's the midday, midweek edition, hump day edition here with Tom Mazaway and friends on NRM Streamcast. Oh, boy. We're live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios, and uh, hey, we're here that, in Farmington that, Hills. That, that Jim Reels Studios, yeah, yeah. home of home of Brian Ackerman and the boys. Home of, I swear to God, if you don't say his name properly. Go ahead. Home of Jim. <clears throat> Tigers. Jim Reels friendly. Home of Tiger second baseman, Brian Ackerman. Yes. We are going to do that. We're going to have five uh, Jim Real guys and five Tigers. You have to name who the hell they are. Clarence is going to host that. Anyway, we are here on uh, the midday, midweek edition. Clarence Black in the house, Brandon Sennett, and Ethan Perlman joins me. Lots to talk about. Things just breaking left and right. Why Clarence is laughing is he can't get over the New York Knicks uh, the other night. They do a promotion. If you sink this shot from half court... We're going to give you $1,000 worth of scratch-off tickets, lottery tickets. So the Knicks fan drains it from midcourt, and he wins, and he winds up winning like $57 or something like that. Bro, you know how hard it is? It's a half-court shot. He sunk it. He's dancing around. The Knicks are all happy for him. You know, think he won oh, like a million bucks or a hundred thousand dollars, like other teams give away? Sure. No, the New York Knicks give away a thousand dollars of scratch-off lottery they tickets. Gave lottery it's the most Jim Dolan thing ever. He didn't even right. He didn't even give him free no. cable. Not free cable. Oh. He gave him scratch-off tickets. Oh God. So that's why Clarence can't <laughs> okay. control All himself right, right, right now, bro. That is the that is like the biggest it's got you. Knicks. Like it's got Knicks. him. It's oh, only, that's hilarious! It's only been forty-seven years since the last championship at Madison. Well, who was it, man? Was it the? Uh, it was like the Clippers or the Lakers, I think. They gave a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, and so the dude's quote, and I, the, the quote is what makes it so funny because he was like, he was like, I was like, what the f, man? He was like, somebody just got a hundred grand and they gave me these scratches. <laughs> so now, in all fairness, he won about five hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. Off the scratchers, but that's such a far cry from That's a lot of work, grand. too. And I'm I mean, sure like, in New York, the taxes are brutal. But here's what's so funny, dude. Imagine you go to do one of these. Like, you first off, it's half court. It's, that's not an easy shot. In an NBA arena at halftime, the pressure, right? I mean, you see people that can't even make a free throw. Dude buries it. Now, what's funny, though, is the video. God, I wish we had it. So what's funny is his, his instant reaction is thinking, literally, that he just won a hundred grand. Yeah, something. A hundred grand. Here's <laughs> your tickets, kid. Here's your scratchers. That's good stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Knicks are the worst team in the NBA again. <laughs> you know, we could fill this. They're, they're, it's so funny. He's cracking off, but we could fill this 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 board here with a dry erase board and write the names of every team in the four major sports that are completely irrelevant and never a factor to win a title, and the Knicks might be one of the top teams. Bro, well, the Lions and the Bulls. Listen, you know. if they went around, I would love Fair. it. Like, Fair. people just, like, on payday here, they just they get, like, Monopoly money <laughs> instead of a real check. Oh, my God. Or, or scratchers. NRM, I think you find – where's the payroll? Who are our payroll people? Like, oh, there man. you go. Just so scratchers. Far, so far, scratchers so good. instead of paychecks. Hey, lots of stuff happening today. The NFL announced their centennial class. What that is is because it's the 100th year of the NFL. I almost said 150th. That's college football. They got their own thing. 
but 100 years in the NFL, they added about 15 extra players that went in, players and contributors that went in this year, and we're going to go over those. A couple of names that were left off that were, of course, you got a, the head scratchers. And uh, The big news, obviously, is in baseball, and I'm glad I got my baseball expert, Brendan, here today. Uh, the Astros and the sign-stealing and Jeff Luno, the GM, and A.J. Hinch, they get canned a couple of days ago in Houston. They get suspended for a year, and then they get fired by their uh, owner. So they're done. And then yesterday, Alex Cora, you knew that was going to happen because Alex Cora was on that Houston team, and then he took that show over to Boston and uh, and put it in there, and they wind up beating the Dodgers in the World Series. So they ask him to kind of step down. He steps down. But the word is Alex Cora was kind of like the brains of this, along with the New York Mets' new manager, Carlos Beltran, who was a player at the time. And the deal was... Major League Baseball went to the players, and they said, whoever talks will get immunity. We will not go after the players. So players started singing like canaries. Now Beltran was a player, so he's going to be untouched. Now he's the manager of the New York Mets when all this stuff hits. And there's tape from maybe a year ago when Alex Cora was asked about all this stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, Beltran did this, and we did this, and... So what are the Mets going to do now? Now there is job openings in Boston, Houston, and the Mets who just hired Beltron. He's got to go. Are, what are they going to do? He's got to go. He's got to go. Everybody, this is one of those. I forget what movie it was. I Was it uh, like in The Godfather, man, where he just cleans house? Like, oh, yeah. He took care of all like, the family business. The, all, like MLB <laughs> has to – so I think everyone has to take the Houston owner's lead. And when he said clean slate, I think – Everybody, like this is a fire sale. Everything's got to go. Everybody's got to go. Because you can't, people that go to baseball games, as much as they talk about like baseball people, you can't have this hanging over a team in a season. You just can't. So Baltron gets his first gig in baseball. It's with the Mets. Mets, you know, that's a, that's a franchise. You, that's a franchise that's in the news a lot. It's going to be five minutes. <laughs> what do you He's think? the manager. I mean, unreal. You think he's going to be gone? Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's got to go. Yes. I mean, yeah. even though even though the Mets are one of those teams that would go on said dry erase board, that they're a complete non-factor to, to win a championship. Well, for... they, won. they won two in my lifetime. Well, that's good. Yeah. That'll be it. Um, you know, under, as long as the Wilpons are owning the team. You know, they're, they're not going anywhere. Well, they got taken to the cleaners by uh, Bernie Madoff. Right. That's, that Mets problem started years ago when they couldn't spend any money on anything. Correct. Anymore. They had a nice team. Exactly. And I think they got a pretty nice team now. I think. I like fact, the Mets, man. I've buddy, always been a Mets. My buddy was in Vegas. Guy, I, I put a few bucks on the Mets. They got a great pitching staff. Yeah. Just when if they're, they're going to have enough offense is always the thing with them. But here um, you go. And you their know, bullpen's always been a mess. Boston's got to start over with their management, but they won the World Series two years ago, so they're all right. Little Houston, known, little known fact. Ago. Little yeah. known fact about me, man. I golf left, bat left, and the reason why is uh, when I was younger and I started playing little league. Daryl Strawberry oh. was my favorite player. He was tall. He was a tall, and he was on the left side. So I you didn't know. Number eighteen too. Yeah, sweet. And so the eighty, the what eighty-six Mets, man, those were my. So I've been a Mets fan. What a team! Since then, man, could have won a lot more had they yeah. all, you know, played it a little cleaner than they did. Right. In, the injuries day. and and yeah. fun. So the Astros are going to get a new manager. They can't hire their bench coach either. And, and this, he was supposed to be a real up and coming guy. I forgot his name. Joe something. Joe Espada. Joe Espada. He can't get the gig. He was in on it. 
Boston, they're probably going to go to Veritech. Well, Espada maybe. Espada was with the Yankees a few years back. He was the third base coach, so maybe he's clean. I don't think he is. Okay. I think he's part of that okay. whole I'll have yeah, to dig man, deeper it, into it, that. This thing had to, I mean, and that's what's crazy is everybody was in on it, man. I mean, oh, yeah. this was like, this is rampant. This was just legit rampant. But do you really think cheating. those are the only three teams that did this? No. No. Of course not. No. It's no. all over the place. So let's say Veritech, I think, probably be the favorite over there, just like a favorite son. They've been liking him uh, for years. PR so, move, they'll yeah, hire it'll him. It'll be a PR move. Or yep. then there's guys like Buck Showalter out there, Eduardo uh, Perez from ESPN, former, uh, well, he's not the former, he's the son of the great Tony Perez of the Cincinnati Reds. And he finished kind of second with the Mets gig. So if the Mets act quickly, maybe they can get their second choice because it's time, man. It's spring training. you got you got to get your managers in. I mean, What's your take on this, B? I yeah, know you're not a big. Uh, you don't think this is a big deal at all. No, I, I. It's a big deal. However, I'm not. I'm not Mister. I'm not the fool on the hill that that shakes my fist at the sun. I mean, baseball. It, it's it's baseball. It, it since time immemorial, every era of baseball has its taintedness. Of course. You know what I mean. So I don't. I don't get that bent out of shape. I don't get bent out of shape about the steroid era. It saved the game of baseball. I don't get bent out of shape about you know, amphetamines. Save the game of baseball? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they put a lot of I eyes mean, on after it. But... The, after the strike in 94, I mean, baseball was dying. They canceled the World Series. And then McGuire and Sosa and those guys saved the league. The, oh, no, the, forget the, 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 you know, the, the, the Yankee dynasty, that, the, you know, the 90s Yankees. It, it, you know, PEDs were rampant. Amphetamines were rampant. And then they decided to start policing it. And then everyone got bent out of shape about that. I mean, yes. Do Are the punishments deserved? Yes. They should be suspended heavily, but but banning Cora for life, I'm not sure if that's, that's the correct move. That's the word move. right now, and I, I hope it doesn't you know, happen. I hope it doesn't happen because yeah. again, it, it, that's what what's the what's great about baseball is, yeah, fans and media are all gonna bitch and complain about it, but really, it move the game moves on, and and what's funny is it's the one sport where all these controversies, people get so bent out of shape about it. I get, a guy gets popped for PEDs in the NFL. Oh shit, he's out four games. He'll be back week six. There we go. You know what I mean? It's 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 just for some reason baseball and the and the romantic aspect of baseball and how fans approach baseball. People take this stuff way too personally. Yeah, does it stink that that they cheated to win the title in seventeen? Yes, but you know what? You still got to execute. You still got to hit the ball. You still got to play the games. And Yankees you know, lost four games in Houston. My my they one question, the, the and, but, but the Yankees were squeezing the sawdust out of the bats too in that series too. They they couldn't get a hit no, to save hit, their life. So we're so, so are we are we seriously saying like there's just a certain element of dirt yeah. that we're okay with in baseball because it's always it, been a little bit. I think dirty. in all sports, that's what we're saying. I think so. I think that's kind of where I live. I mean, it's to me, it's entertainment. You you mentioned in one of the re- recent shows your entertainment dollar about the Detroit teams that you wanted the that, Detroit teams to have identity. My thing is, I want entertainment. I don't. I go to a Broadway show. I want to see Denzel Washington if he's on Broadway. I don't want the stand-in. You know what I mean? I I, I I don't want. You know, I want the best product. The money that they charge us now to take a family of four to a ball game to sit in decent seats. I want to see the best product, yes. and and if and and if that if if that kind of stuff is going to make the game better, now yes, is are, are Apple watches and and cameras and stuff taking it a little too far? Yes, but pine tar but and all that those unwritten rules. Here's the hypocrisy. I have no though. problem with. But here's the hypocrisy of baseball, and this is where I get upset. Well, don't get upset. Well, I, 
because we don't like we have all of these archaic rules about the respect of the game. Don't hit my you don't throw at my guy, or we're gonna throw at you. It's an unwritten rule about the and it's the respect of the don't game. Don't bat flip. Don't bat oh god, don't, don't the stare bat at me. Yeah. Don't bat flip. Don't, don't show personality. Don't strike me out and fist pump. There are all these things that we talk about that are respect for the game. That's not okay. I have people like dude, I I I saw a friend of mine sent me uh Korean. Uh he's army guy, sent me uh was showing me the Korean uh baseball. And that, that's amazing. Like, it's a seven-run game, but you wouldn't know it because the, in the home team's down, that crowd is into it there. Oh, they're stealing the game. I mean, they are having a <laughs> ball. It is right. an event. Right. They are loving the experience of it. Guys are bat flipping. I mean, there's so there's yeah. there's more personality in the right. Korean that's mm-hmm. good. You got baseball. So very good. so so this idea though. And in recent years, and, and look, it's been borderline. There's been some some racism to it with the, the talking about the, his, the the Hispanic players and the, you know because down there again bat flip a lot of personality more you know me me me. But there's this idea of it as America's pastime that it's these certain things that are beneath our great game. And so I'm looking at this like no, this should be a big deal for those people. If you bang the drum on. You're a purist. Like, where, where's Goose Gossage, who didn't want bat flips and had an issue with some of the the uh, Hispanic players and and standing for the 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 anthem and some of the other stuff and some of these other guys that that these purists, these baseball purists, where are they at? I want to hear them because this whole notion that these things are okay, it's a part of our game. It's you know, it's what makes it so great and pure. And then you got rampant cheating. And not just cheating, man, cheating for titles. I would like to point out that while this has all transpired, remember how it started. It started with a bum hurt Mike Fires just spouting his mouth because he was not happy with his situation. That opened the can of worms. And for the fact that that's what happened, that's how it came out, it's good that it came out. But as I always think, every team has access to what Houston did. Every team has cameras in center field. Any team could have done this. Most teams probably do it in a different type of way. I truly believe that every team that has a camera in center field, there's somebody in your clubhouse looking at that camera saying, okay, fastball's coming. And they're jotting stuff down if they're not relaying it. But they're going to use that. Technically, that's cheating. Um, but my whole thing is, with what Mike Fires did, more players, I think, are going to become more outspoken. They're going to get themselves into situations where once their contract is up, nobody's going to hire them. Nobody's going to sign them because as an organization, they're you don't want to bring in a guy. They're going to get Kaepernick. Yeah, but you don't want to bring in a guy that's going <clears> to, <throat> when he leaves, if he gets butt hurt by the way he, things were left, is going to spout their mouth. Or don't, not, not or don't sign rats. Or don't, or don't cheat. Well, See, if, unfor- you wanna, if, you, if you have things, no, listen, sports. guys guys leave organizations. I get that. Your you playbook, whatever. You're tr- you're not trying, there's, a, right? there's a billion, there are a billion people that have played for the Patriots. So this idea that, Man, you're gonna take the let me. Oh, was it Malcolm Butler when he went to the Titans? Was like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, let me show you. Let me let me break down how they do things. It's like, come on, like, dude, really? 
So from that aspect is whatever, but just don't cheat. Just and play I, baseball. I know this is entertainment, and I know you're a big fan. Is you're a yeah. big you're a big Ric Flair guy, right? Love. I mean, the Love. dirtiest player oh, in the, the game. And in his his slogans, and I think there's some of that too. Real life sports, like Matt said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So the way I look at this as a lifelong seam head, I mean, I remember going to baseball games when I was this high, okay, and and let's look at as to real criminal charges. This isn't murder no. or rape. No. This is like robbing a bank. It's espionage. So I'm over it. Like, just, just hand down the suspensions. It's cheating. You were stupid enough to get caught. So you do the you do the crime, you do the time, but I'm not like stri- for stripping titles and all this other nonsense. I don't uh, have time for that. Let's get on with my life. Because like I said, we could go through, yeah. right, we could go through the last hundred years and and find something with every single title in baseball. Oh, yeah. They were the cheating in the 50s. Remember so, the Giants yeah. and the Dodgers? There was someone in center field at the freaking polo grounds for crying right. out loud. Well, I mean, you wouldn't you know, let, I mean, in the dude. 50s. I mean, again, yeah. the game, I mean, the game was tainted before. I mean, yeah. before the Negro League players were allowed to play. Yeah. I mean, it's it's You kept it's an entire everything. race of people outside of your right. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I got it. you know, so it, it's just it's just the way baseball is. You got to put your big boy pants on and just, you know, like I said, I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it. If, if you're dumb enough to get caught, you, you do the crime, you do the time. But I think I'm not you, losing sleep over this, and I'm not like again screaming at the sun saying this is the worst thing ever that's ever happened. Right. It's, it's a new season. I do think though you're going to see both the NFL off season and MLB probably probably sooner rather than later. I think you're going to see independent like independent regulators like, and I don't know if these teams have CTOs like chief technology officers, but you're going to see MLB. Basically, in every market, may hire someone outside of the organization, almost kind of like an accountant who's going to come in and regulate you like, like your technology. You want, you want regulations in sports? I, I don't. I don't want regulations, but also want people to be responsible. You know, you, somebody has to be the adult in the room to say. So, same thing with with players, like Tordal, and some of this stuff that uh, what's the, the the injections? Like, there are things now. That the players are saying, so now in the NFL, players can now go outside of their team to be able to say, like, yo, I don't think the team is necessarily looking out for my best interest on something. Well, that happened in Jacksonville. Happened in Jacksonville. So I think you could very well see Major League Baseball say, "Much look, we're parents. So what do we do when our kids mess up, right? When kids mess up, you take away some freedoms. Mm-hmm. And say until you can get yourself back in check. My kid went to school without her phone today. I monitor, and, and, and so I have our pack. So I monitor. I I have the ability to, in my phone to go and turn my kids' phones off. And what basically, is it, what is the app? It's called Our Pack. There's now there's a billion of them. There are right. things you can do, but I can go into their phones and sh- I can, like you get the internet from one o'clock to one fifteen. Like I can do whatever I right. want. My wife wanted me to download that, but let me ask you this. As a, this is parent talk here. <laughs> you shut it off, but they're in the house, and they can get the Wi-Fi. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because all of the permissions for everything on that phone go through me. The only thing I can't control is calls. But text messaging, I can turn it I can literally make that phone just a phone. Honestly? Man, why didn't yes. I think of I'm going to see that. Why didn't I oh, think Oh, yeah, I can do it right now. <laughs> I and I'll show here. you. And I can, I can all, it also, for me, attracts where they are. Is it a cost, too? Yeah, but it's like $8. And I, I'm tracking all four kids. And I can any if they if they piss me off, I'll shut them down. I talked to my wife about this. Do you really want to know where your kid is all the time and what they're doing? Yes, absolutely. You're military. I mean, let me ask. Ethan, you want to go to lunch? Yes. (laughs) Fred. Yes. You want your little uh, 
you little punks? You want to know where they are the whole time? Like they're so little yet. They're still too little. Nine I got, and seven. I got teenagers. But yeah, when they get to middle school, I'm gonna. I'm if my gonna kid worry. leaves, so I get an alert. When yeah. my kids get to school, I get an alert. Got to school. When they leave school, I get an alert. <laughs> left school. That's when they so, get home, so I get an crazy. alert. Got home. Uh, when they impressive. leave the house, I get an alert. Left the house. Oh my god. No, dude. This is in this world that they. And here's the thing. They're thirteen. I get it. Thirteen, eleven, and eleven. What do you, so what do you know about us? Hey, look, I give <laughs> I feel like I my level of restriction and regulation is commensurate with certain levels of responsibility. So I think baseball and to some degree the NFL he's has military, earned, by the way. He's military. They've earned some regulation. Yes, we're gonna watch you a little bit. You guys right. gotta get your technology shit in order. So right. mom well, and dad mom and dad are gonna help you a little bit. But here's the thing, then it would tie into what we what we complain about as fans every week. You fix the refs and the umpires and all that, and then you have this like separate governing body that's almost like the FBI for sports mm-hmm. that watches everything. I, I might sign up for that. No, all they're doing is making sure they're just they're they're your independent technology, whatever you want to call no them. No hidden agenda. Are, they're you there know? to make sure the books are clean. The right? technology it, books are going to be clean. It's really not. Here's a bad how idea. you're gonna. I'm, I want to know. We're gonna we're gonna just be there. We're gonna track your cameras a little bit. We're gonna like you've earned this. See, this is the thing you've you earned this. Now, is this a surprise? They're gonna show up when they want, that, or is it, are what, they gonna live there? Like that's what I wanted yeah. to bring up. Like you have the random drug test. Yeah. Why not have a random, you know, because you know when they're coming. Test because you know when they're coming. Have, no, no you, there's no random. I mean, no, you. When I was in the restaurant business back in my old days, there was called spotters. Spotters would come into your restaurant and your bar, mm-hmm. and they would see. How you yep. are. They'd sit down, eat dinner. Yep. So it would be funny. I, we'd hear, uh, we're, we're thinking of spotters on the way tonight. Yeah. Everyone be on their best behavior. So I'd always go, spotter, party of two. Spotter, party of two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I can't get it out of my head. Like when I go to a restaurant, I'm looking around. Because I look at, yeah. some of the wait staff, is, it's pathetic well, out there. And I think, I'm like, I don't I think there's saying. anything wrong there's with really a little no bit surprise, of, to really. see where you, to see where you're weak. You test yourself. I mean, there's a there's a there's a reason why, you know, you have exams like is to see where you weak, where your loopholes at. You want to make sure you better make sure your site. Hey, you better make sure your cybersecurity is straight. What's going on? Here's the other thing, too. I need I want to see what apps my kids got because. Sure. And the oh, they go got, through me. Oh, the the apps go through when, me too. When they go to get yeah. an app. It, they they a, go through me, too. Permission. And then I'll shut them down. Well, it has to go to me. I have to accept it. Otherwise, they hey. don't get it. That I have. But it's almost like you're saying like the IOC, have a yes. separate governing body. Well, the IOC is, I mean, that's, that's probably a bad example. But right. You, but <laughs> there needs to be somebody at, at certain times to regulate how things are getting done. Yeah. And if this is rampant, then you can't. And you have to ask yourself this. Can you trust these teams to make good decisions? Clearly not. No. no. Clearly not. Never. So somebody has to step in. Somebody has to be the person to go, okay, look, that is why. In combat sports, they use the Olympic method. They they test all t- they test everything, everything. So now, if you are any kind of fighter, MMA, uh, boxing, whatever, and you get busted for that, is on you. Like I would literally just eat chicken and and drink water. Like at this point now, because these guys test for everything. So, but again, because left to their own devices, man, there's always somebody pushing the envelope, pushing it, pushing it, and that's where technology is now. That it's it's not going to get better it's going to get worse well clearly aj aj hinch knew and i guess he everything that i've read and and heard he tried to put a stop to it and so much so that 
you know, he broke a couple monitors in the in the hallway. Oh wow! And and but it's a case of it just goes to show you. I mean, they're pros, you know. And 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 you got a good thing, and you're and you're kicking everybody's butt, and you're like, come on, guys, enough with this. They're not gonna stop. They're probably like, yeah, yeah okay, AJ. Because yeah. there's always somebody that well, like, think, you think know. about SMU, the death penalty. Mm-hmm. There were people that were like, yo, this is not like dudes are driving around and. Sixty thousand dollar cars in nineteen eighty whatever. Yeah, they were really. They're like, it out no, there. right? Like we're this is not. There's no way. And then got caught, and then did it again, and then got caught, and then did it again, and then got caught, and then got death. So in this instance, though, I think it's very much. I'm not for total regulation, but I think you got to, at least for this first year, kind of say, look, here's what we're going to do. We're here on The Wrap, NRM Streamcast, uh, Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett, Ethan Perlman, and uh, your texts are always welcome as uh, usual. Freddie texts in, how about Dave Dombrowski? Don't forget him, who got fired out of the blue after winning a World Series last year. Now, was he fighting with the owners? Was he doing something else? Anyway, he just said... He only has one World Series title, and he's lost three. He can do nothing without a checkbook. So Dave Dombrowski, his name is still out there, but what happened with that? Wait, you're you're a Boston guy. Two World Series titles? Did he win one with Marlins? Too? Marlins, uh, yes. Okay, so he's, have, got, um, so he's got yeah. two. So I'm working. I'm I'm friends with that, yeah, that the family, family, so I'm going to see if we can. We would love I, to have Dave on. I, I want to get his take on this whole But thing. I will also say that the way that he does things, he has a history of rarely leaving the earth the earth unscorched sure he did not leave here in the best i mean that's just so sometimes it's said old saying like it ain't always me sometimes it's you sometimes it's it's just it's him but he's a demanding he's a demanding cat the word on the street is he'll probably wind up with major league baseball somewhere but you know the the guy he goes there and yeah his mo is we're going to clean out the uh he, you hate to see it, Ethan. You're going to clean yeah. out the miners, and we're going to get you a winner on the field. I mean, the Tigers own this place, own baseball for, what, 10 years, yeah. 9 years? Not own baseball, but they were a top four team. Perennial contenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perennial They contenders. were always there. They, they, they won the division four years in a row, yeah. and now we're back to irrelevancy. Yes. Really irrelevant. Because the cupboard's bare. I yeah. mean, really bare. Yeah. And talk about, I just don't know, guys well, like that. But what could have happened with that Red Sox? You asked me the question, I mean— from all my family in Boston, what they tell me is John Henry is just a weird dude, number one. Yeah. So it's a bad mix, you know, and then you got, you know, Tom Warner. They're the owners. Know, yeah, right, right. Red Sox owners that, you know, he you know he owns the Globe and, and you know, he's got his moles like Dan Shaughnessy oh, yeah. and, and, you know, you know your Dan buddy. Shaughnessy I'll see if we can get him, I'll see if we can get him on. You got to oh, get. He doesn't have a job. I'll you, see if we can get him on. We'll just ask him. You should get Shank on. That yeah. would be, if you want to talk about, once, if, once we find out what happens to Cora, Get your boy Shank on because he would be great about the Cora story. He's talking about Dan Shaughnessy, who writes um, for the Boston Globe for all these years, and uh, his, he happened to be the house I moved into 15 years ago. He, his wife was she used to be she used to live in that house. And so, another bit of trivia on top of that: yeah. the day it's 16 because the day you moved into my, that house was my wedding day. That's right, and I still came to your wedding. <laughs> you still came to my wedding. So, and, but you here's, a, and you brought a lovely and generous gift, my friend. Thank you. Here's what's interesting, though: does is it in is it oh. in uh, is it in Double D's interest to be quiet because that job is open? Yeah, he might want Luna's job. Yeah. in Houston. I mean, yeah, that'd I be mean, think about that. I mean, right. reunite team. reunite with Verlander, who he had no problem with. That's another guy I want to talk about. Reunite with him. Um, that's a man. That is a that is one of 
well, used to be thought of as one of the best jobs in baseball. Is it still? I would say so. I mean, Vegas still has them at winning 97 games. Hey, look, yeah, man, yeah. you still got – If Vegas got says they're going to win 97, uh, they'll Tuve, win 97. Correa, Verlander. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a, the fan base doesn't care. McCullers is coming I mean, they're back. champions. You're not you taking it away. And yeah, they still got Granky. Look, it, it's, it, it is what it is. Because nobody is – to your point, you can't say, well, take their title away. Well, are you going to take away every single World Series from the steroid exactly. there? You can't. You're going to take away every, every game Roger Clemens pitched in, every single big, thing. Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. Oh, God. That team? I, I take how it was to, that team even upright? <laughs> look, it, I'll take <laughs> it to my grave. Derek Jeter was doing amphetamines in the prime of his career. No way. I mean, oh, dude, we, you hear about the 89, the 89 A's? That was another group. Yeah. Out of control. Come on. Jeets, the way he was playing and the time and the ladies and the Dude, lack of sleep he was getting. I, he was doing greenies, man. I, no way he was I love the 86 Mets, and I know they were out of control, for, for sure. But, dude, you're telling me young McGuire, young Canseco, Ricky freaking Henderson. Yeah, and that's Like, bad. that's that, Dave Parker, who was toward, the, like, the back nine of his career. Bro. Yeah. Eckersley? Yeah. Oh my God! I, I I pay cash money for that reality show. Yeah. I pay cash. I would literally, if that was streaming, yeah. I'm in, baby. Where do I sign? Oh man. Even Carney Lansford was oh, a God. weird dude. Yeah. Yeah. That team was yeah. bananas. Yeah. The most normal guy, the, the coolest guy was was the Hindu, was Dave Henderson. <laughs> he was like, he was the choir boy on that team. Oh You know, man. I'll never forget what All Star game it was. It was at uh, it was at the Sky Dome, I think, and they, and and you know the fans had elected Ricky and Hindu. And and they you know they booed the bejesus out of Ricky you know as a, you know they got the cameras in their face and this is in the eighties I mean so the technology wasn't even as good they booing Ricky loud everybody in the joint and then Dave Henderson and then they put the camera right on him and he looked right into it and went they don't boo the Hindu <laughs> <laughs> but man that's like that's the it, to your point we 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 forgive nothing like we forgive this game. Because it's baseball, we it's forgive just... nothing. Like we forgive, man. Our our sense of like yeah, we for like you people don't even remember the steroid there. All they remember is man, McGuire and Sosa. Oh, it's great theater, man. You stopped what you were doing. So Bonds. much more to talk about, yeah. too, guys. And we're gonna come back uh, after a quick message from our good friends at Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep right here on NRM Streamcast. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. All right, back on the wrap here on NRM Streamcast. Tom Azoway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett, and Ethan Perlman here with you guys uh, midweek. Do you know how many... Grand Cherokees, Brian Ackerman has to sell before he hits spring training. Like, bro, he's got to be <laughs> he stressed. What do you think he drives to uh, Lakeland? What do you think he drives oh, to Lakeland? Like, what I drive, Dodge Ram. Oh, Fifteen hundred, yeah, sweet Laramie, baby. loaded. Hey, not only do you see him in Romeo, go see uh, Brian up at Van Dyke and Fourteen Mile in Warren. Jim Reels friendly, 
Chrysler Jeep. Uh, plenty more to talk about. Hey, the NFL is always in the news. You got AFC, NFC Championship weekend coming up. I'm not going to ask you who you guys like yet because uh, I'm not sure. The Titans, can they pull it off again for Clarence against the Chiefs? I mean, I'm asking the Domus over the, here. And, of I course, mean, I, uh, the, <clears> the <throat> NFC. props over the Packers and Niners. Hey, we got to give a little credit to uh, our man here, uh, Ethan Perlman, because yeah. he almost called Monday's college football playoff on the button. Yeah, he, he said really LSU by 10. You know, they should have won by 10 because yep, they took the touchdown, that touchdown away. Which was horrible. That was a, that was an interference, uh, by no. the way, at the end of that game. It should have been a 10-point game. LSU won going away in the fourth quarter, as you said they would. I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought LSU was going to get out early and Clemson was going to close. It got out the, the opposite way. Clemson went out early and LSU closed. That was a hell of a game until the fourth quarter when it just became – just it was, it was over. They yeah. got their mouth kicked in. They how are the Bengals? How are the Bengals going to screw up Joe Burrow's? I hope they don't, because <laughs> the kid is is real, man. That is as real a quarterback He's as you're going to get. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what I saw this year, because even I got lost in the idea. You know what I'm saying? Like that they were that good. Like I got lost in it. I'm like nobody's that good. Like everybody gets a down night. 40 points up on Clemson. But and they everybody. Could have, they could have put 50. Yeah, I'm like, every, some, you're going to run into, you're going to have a bad night. But it's true, man. Like, I forgot about the Texas game. So, one of the other things that's great about them that I think in, in why we hold them up is they played everybody. Now, a byproduct of that is that the SEC was tough, but I think that's your, to Ethan, that's your Ohio State challenge. I think you gotta, you have to have a game and start your year with a game that where people respect you right away. The LSU, LSU playing Texas right away, I think sent a message. And then from there, I mean, what they beat seven top ten teams, man. Have is that ever happened? It, seven? It probably has, but and didn't they I mean, come, I can't didn't imagine somebody most playing of those seven games yes. too. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, crazy. ran away. Ed Ogeron, uh, amazing job uh, for a guy that. Wasn't their number one choice, probably not their number two choice, but it <laughs> turned out to be uh, the choice. Did you hear what Urban Meyer said in his interview yesterday? No. Uh, Urban Meyer was uh, on an interview with uh, Fox, um, I think Cowherd, and he said that uh, he was talking to Ed Ogeron, and, and he, uh, they were sitting down, and he said, uh, your boy saved our jobs. Joe Burrow, he's like, your boy saved our jobs. Wow. Because people forget that, I mean, at one point, they lost to Troy State. LSU lost to Troy. I don't remember that. Yeah. And Ed Ogeron was, you know, I mean, there were people when he got hired that were laughing. What the hell is this guy? It, sometimes, man, things just fall into your lap. And I love what Urban said, which was, in hindsight, they'd do it again. Like, it was the right, sometimes the right decision is just the right decision. And, and he went to the right place. And yep. you just got to, there's, there's just a magic to life, man, the, the, the craziness of life. Did you guys see the uh, top uh, 11? College football players of all time at halftime. Yeah. I was trying to guess who was going to be in it. I didn't think they were going to go back way back, but I, I guess you had to. I, and I didn't see the rest of the list until after. But I thought Tim Tebow was somehow going to be in there because I thought they were just talking about just just your college career. And Tim Tebow was in the top twenty five, top right. thirty, I think. But number one, Jim Brown, and you can't really doubt it. He was there on the stage. I mean, the guy, he's phenomenal. I picked Herschel Walker as my number one guy. I agree with that. I did. Before they put him out, he winds up number two. Bo Jackson. 
How do you not pick him, right? Archie Griffin. Back-to-back. Back time was this based players. on – what was it based on? What was the criteria? I'm not positive, but I would just think it was your career in college. In college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Thorpe, number five. Red Grange, Tyler Rose, Earl Campbell, Dick Butkus, Barry came in at number nine. He got the biggest applause until Jim Brown. Barry Sanders got the biggest applause. That uh, was great. Gail Sayers, the Kansas Comet. The great Roger Staubach from Navy. Heisman Trophy winner. Followed by Hugh Green, Doc Blanchard, Bronco Nagurski, and the great Ernie Davis, whose career was cut short by leukemia. No Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was in the top 150, but he didn't make the top 11. Do you ever hear they talk about Jim Brown, what he said? Like, they were like the first time you saw Barry Sanders. They're like Jim Brown's, like, what did you think in Jim Brown's words were? First time I saw Barry? He's like, what the hell is that? Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, people to this day still talk about that dude. Like, I I look back as a young person, like, I regret that I didn't watch more games. Like, I didn't like, – I knew he was good, but I didn't know I was seeing something I'm – like, we're never going to see again. Like, we're never going to see that again. And that's crazy. He had ball bearings on his ankles. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, he's unbelievable. He was unbelievable. And to me – he is number one in, in, in all of football, you know, for sure, for running backs, for sure. Lawrence Taylor is always up in my top top three for all-time NFL players. But those, those would be my top my top two guys of all time. But Yeah, they said know. he had the greatest season. They look for him to, to – as a running back, it's just you. As a, as, a, as a quarterback, I think one of the things that for Joe Burrow is, I mean, he, he, he walked into a situation that was made for him. With an offense, an offensive coordinator that came along. I mean, so many things, man. And and sometimes I and I hate that word, team of destiny, whatever. Sometimes though, things just come together, and it's just like it's just the timing is perfect. And this was one of those situations where the timing was perfect. I never seen a cooler cu- customer. Ever. He's as cool as, as the other side of the pillow from the great Stuart Scott. He's as cool as they come. Mookie. Yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> Love Stu. Anyway, congrats to LSU. They win the champion college football championship. They come in next year, I think, at number five, I think they're ranked. A- any chance Cincinnati doesn't take them. Any no. chance well, Cincinnati you, you, doesn't You brought it up. They could shake it all up by, by taking Chase, but I don't think so anymore. I, I, they have to take Joe. I think Joe, Joe could be good. Chase Young's going to be... Unbelievable. No, Ch- Joe is going to be great, no doubt. We'll see, unless he gets I hurt. Unless he gets hurt. I think you put him with a you put him with a healthy AJ Green. I think they're going to franchise AJ yeah, Green. Yeah, but he's he's and done. You think yeah. he's done? Yeah, I mean, yeah. but hey, the yeah. miles the miles on AJ. I mean, yeah. he's not Larry. Yeah, Larry's coming back for seventeen. Larry comes back for number seventeen. Larry Fitzgerald staying Dude, with the Cardinals. Robot. Congrats now, to him. Didn't an NFL team scoop up the LSU coordinator already? Yes. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah. Carolina. You would think the Bengals would have jumped on him. Yeah, you're right. To make that, that's why they're the Bengals. That's why, yeah, exactly. But you know what? The Bengals made two Super Bowls. <laughs> all right? They made two Super Bowls. So they're not that bad. People complain about Cincinnati. They made two Super Bowls. Stop stop your bitching. We're in the bitch capital here. Oh. The bitch city capital. <sighs> Bengals, right here. man, went to like unbelievable. Yeah. Nor- with Norman Esiason and Jeez. Ken Anderson. They're an expansion team in 1971. Expansion team. I rest my case. But I, I just think that, you we know. We own... They, we own it. They're yeah. the last 20 years because, again, like Jason Garrett, you know, Marvin Lewis kept that job because he knew where all the bodies were buried, as Clarence <laughs> said. And, and you know, they, it took him forever to fire him, you know, when, when they 
they couldn't get well, out of their own That's a cheap owner, too, though, man. That's a cheap owner. They don't, right. they don't like to pay people, and that's going to be an interesting situation for them, man, because you look at that league now, you end up with this. If he, if he goes there, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Monday night, those would be some interesting games, man. No doubt. No doubt. Those hey, some interesting games. hats off uh, to Luke Keekley, Panthers linebacker, who is probably a living concussion as we speak, and he calls it a career. 28. Eight years in the league. He didn't want to quit. Obviously, you know this man is suffering with some severe headaches. No doubt about it. Yeah. But scary. One of, he was phenomenal. Phenomenal linebacker. So Luke Keekley is done, and uh, who knows? Uh, he might wind up in the Hall of Fame one of these years because the Hall of Fame was announced today. At least the Centennial class was announced. 15-member class revealed on the NFL Network. Paul Tagliabue gets in as a contributor. There's going to be a lot of players and a lot of people that don't like that call, but he gets in. The great Steve Sable, NFL Films president, who I think should have been in years and years ago because I mean, NFL Films amazing. Me, how is he not in oh. years and years ago? But he goes in. Former Pittsburgh safety, Donnie Shell from the great Steel Curtain days, and Cowboy safety, Cliff Harris. These guys went at each other from the, the Cowboys, Cliff Harris. Here's the other guys that got in. From your Detroit Lions, Mongo from Blazing Saddles, <laughs> Alex Karras. Defensive tackle from the Lions, well-deserved. Former Eagles wide out, Harold Carmichael, number 17. Bears tackle, Jimbo Covert, he gets in. Defensive back from the pack, Bobby Dillon. Jets tackle, Winston Hill. He blocked for the great Joe Namath. I happen to be wearing Joe Namath's shirt today, as you can see. Nice. I have the question that's on everybody's mind about Alex Karras. Yeah. Will the actress that played Ma'am on Webster <laughs> do his induction speech? <clears throat> yeah. That was uh I'm trying to remember her name. How can I not know her no, name? No, no, better Susan. yet, better yet, it's gotta be all of the surviving Angel Beach guys from Porky's. <laughs> they gotta do That's it. Pretty good. It's it. gotta be all the surviving. Oh, oh we're, we're going B side pop culture oh. now, man. Cardinals tackle Duke Slater, Browns wide out, Max Speedy who's been dead for 27 years. I want to get back to that for a minute. Bears defensive end, Ed Sprinkle. Giants GM, George Young. And, of course, he was the architect of the 72 Dolphins as well. So the Giants and the Dolphins, George Young finally goes in. And, of course, we already heard Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson got in over the weekend. Guys that did not make it. No Drew Pearson. And I showed you uh, the video earlier today, Brendan. Sad. He's just there watching the TV, praying he's going to get a call. He's got his head down. It was so sad to see. And then he just yeah. got up, threw the paper up in the air, and he banged on the desk, and he walked out. That's a guy that's living. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame one of these years. Why not put him in now instead of Max Speedy, who's been dead for 27 years? You can put in Mac. God bless you. He can go in. But you're already dead. Right. I don't Put in get the guys the, that are I alive. I don't get, and and that and that's my thing, man. I don't get the criteria that the Drew Pearson thing was rough because the people that saw him play, he's loved a prime time player, unbelievable player. And to your point, if a guy is passed away, no disrespect to him or his family, none. There is no urgency that he has to. You give Drew Pearson that honor while he's here. Yes, especially if he's earned. Is there any debate? 
and I mean, I, Hall of Fames and writers right. and it all that stuff. It could be a debate. Man, I, I, the numbers might not add up, but we know what kind of player he is. He's a Hall of Fame player. The eye test. Yeah. And that's my thing, the eye test. Um, I remember arguing with Mike O'Hara. God bless him. He's been writing for the Detroit News for a million years. Lions beat writer. Now he works for DetroitLions.com. And I'll never forget, we were on Sports Wrap back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I'm like, why is Ken Stabler not in the in the Hall of Fame? And he gives me all the numbers. I'm like, it's Ken Stabler. Snake. So what happens? The snake dies. They put him in the year after he dies. The guy belonged in, in Canton. Well, the problem, Cliff too, Branch, is— Cliff Branch, the yeah. guy he threw to, belongs in Canton. He just passed away three months ago. But when you put guys in the hall, what you do is then you validate their numbers. And so the problem now is, okay, if you say Kenny Stabler wasn't a Hall of Famer, then he's not. The numbers don't back it up. But then if you want to turn around and say, well, it's more than numbers, now I'm listening. Because the eye test, I think, is huge. Terrell Davis, the body of work is not there, but the eye test when he was at his – and that kind of is one of the things about the NBA that's so frustrating is there was, oh, well, the numbers. And it's like, no, was it when when the guys were at – even if it was one year. Because in college, if a guy can – like Joe Burrow, it basically is this, this year. This year alone, he will be a college football Hall of Famer, we all agree. Right? From the year he had? From yeah. the year he had. Yep. Is there any doubt that you will not – that he will one day be in the but college football? One good year. On the touchdown <laughs> and, you know, the touchdown number. But it's one good year. But does the eye test tell you that what you saw is worthy of induction into the College Football Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes. So is it the body of work or is it just understanding the impact? And I get its numbers, man. I, I, I 100% understand that. But I think sometimes in the Hall of Fame we got to stop and look and say, okay, it's a place reserved for – immortality and greatness and maybe that greatness is short term maybe it's long term for Maris's career was he a hall of famer probably not probably not but I mean think about how long he held a record think of how think of how long he was immortalized yeah. um I think that's the trouble with the hall of famer because now really if if we look at it so now anybody that has comparable records or comparable numbers to Kenny Stabler Got to get a look. Joe Namath's numbers were not great. No. Not great. And I have a friend, Jerry, who wants to argue with me. He wants to shut down Canton because Joe's in there. I'm like, Joe freaking made the freaking game. He's immortal. <laughs> He's immortal. It ain't the NFL without Joe. He's immortal. Yeah. He's immortal. There's more to it's it. It's more to yeah. it than numbers, and yeah. that is why I think that is my biggest issue with the Hall of Fame. I think that's why we have such an issue with, um, with, with uh, Lou Whitaker. Lou should be in. But it's more the I eye test more in, in football, yeah. You know, than baseball. Baseball you know, more just straight such numbers. A numbers driven sport, but yeah. Jack Moore's Hall of Famer. Yeah. Numbers yeah. are numbers are eye test though. Eye test. Both. I mean, right. Both. Winningest. You call somebody I mean, the winningest pitcher of a decade. I'm like, I'm good. The best big game pitcher. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm good. If I if I need a baseball game to save my life, yes. Jack Morris might be one of the guys. I, yeah, I, I, I we agree. To win. We agree. And that, to me, is then I look at baseball guys like, in, and more than any other group of writers, no one annoys me more. And I know I have oh, friends yeah, that, are, that are baseball. I, sure. Because he, there's no consistency. The schmarmiest bunch of and little it's almost on the face like, of the earth. It's almost <laughs> like, I, I'm like, the man was called the winningest pitcher of the 80s by y'all. Right. Fans didn't make that up. That wasn't like fans don't sit around and say, man, you know what? Be cool to call him. Let's call him the winningest. No, that was that. The media, you told me that. But you're telling me that the the winningest so so here would be my question is I project for you Ethan, 
the winningest pitcher, I'll even go 50 years. No, let's make it interesting. 60 years. Find me the winningest pitcher of every decade going back the last 60 years and are who they are and are they or are they not in the Hall of Fame. That's a project for you and maybe the guys at baseball mainly. Because that's that's the eye test piece of it. You're telling me this dude dominated a decade and is not a Hall of Famer? Then what the hell are we talking about? When, and, well, when, when do you drop? And Harold Baines is. Drew Pearson dominated a position. Uh, a position. The Hail Mary was invented by Roger Staubach and Drew, Drew Pearson. Pearson. That's when the Hail Mary was born. Like, that. That that's, I think that's where the average fan is like, if my eyes are telling me somebody's a Hall of Famer, my eyes are telling me, then you as a writer explain to me what I'm missing. And then if you want to just go to, well, the numbers, but to your point, then okay, but then we... Like yeah, I it I'm blown away, man. The football Hail Mary. Let's so, classify correct. that. The football Hail Mary, not the prayer. Right. The so the Hail winningest Mary. pitchers. The thing, how many prayers though, Cowboy fans? Like how many Hail Marys were? How many Hail Marys got said? Was while around, the ball was actually the original in the air. was around was around one A.D. when the, when the prayer was invented. All right? Forgive me, Mother Mary. So the winningest pitchers dating back to yes, 19 to the 1900s. Every player that was the winningest pitcher of their decade. decade. Was already in the Hall of Fame before Jack Morris. Nice. Wow. With, Roger, uh, except for Roger Clemens, right? Who's not in? No, was, Roger was. Clemens was not the 2000s winningest pitcher. What about that the was 2000s? Andy, that was Andy Pettit. What about the eight? Oh, is he getting he, in? I love Andy, Andy Pettit, Pettit. I believe already is in. No, he's not. In. No, no. Not was he on this ballot? No. Yeah, he was he, on this ballot. I thought he had already gotten in. So who was who was the eighties then? Eighties was Jack Morris. Seventies. The seventies was Jim Palmer. Okay. The nineties was Greg Maddox. Okay. Uh, 50s Warren Spahn, bro. Uh, 40s Hal Newhauser, 30s Lefty Grove. You left the 60s. Actually. Where's Jess? Uh, 60s right, so Juan Marquiao. Hey, so I have a baseball. Marichal. I have a baseball mainly question for you okay. and your crew. You're fired from baseball. If mainly I gave you, if I gave you a game seven, right? If I gave you a game seven, all things being equal, everybody in their prime. Are you taking? And are you taking Palmer, Morris, Maddox? Or Pettit, because that's the last Only four. Two of the four. I, I, that, those Only are the decades. Forget Maddox, because Maddox, I've seen I mean, get whacked around. Realistically, me, I'm actually not taking anybody on this list. My, my person would have to be Randy Johnson. That's my big game pitcher. I would want him starting game seven. He gagged a few big games in his career too. But over the course of his career, I I, I would take Randy Johnson. Jack or Pettit? It's Jack or Pettit? Out of those four. How about Shill? Yeah, we don't like him, but I mean, uh, it's J- it's J- he, Clarence, it's Jack or Pettit. But there's so many great but pitchers that's a, you could pull it, out, man. It, I think that's there. the I'll tough take Ron part. That's the tough part about your Hall Gator. of Fame, man. Like yeah. you, I, and again, I it, knowing him and getting it, I, I bang this drum about Chris is when people forget when Chris was good with those Sacramento teams, he was the best power forward in the league. Period. And so the eye test is like the numbers were there. The guy. The averages, I mean, the, the guy was a walking double-double, and he dominated the league at his position like few have. Granted, not a, not not over 10 years, over a short amount of time, but compared to his peers, he belongs in. But I think it's like the Fab Five stuff and the other stuff. But the eye test is like, yeah, he belongs. They gave it to Grant Hill, man. Grant Hill made the Hall of Fame when you could argue the guy had three good years. 
I don't I don't keep up with it as much Good obviously point. as you do. I mean, like I said, I was the biggest NBA fan in the nineties. Grant Hill think, never made well, it to a well, conference final as a Piston. His well, his great years were it was as a Piston. And I mean, I don't, I don't think he got out of the first round ever as a Piston. But well, he was wearing teal. But what goes into it in all these with baseball, and it drives me crazy every year. You know, when you see on Twitter who who these guys voted for, it's it's all personal. And and Weber, quite frankly, right, was an ass. So there's there's voters, I'm sure, that have a problem with them. Just like there are guys in baseball. I mean, yeah, that's the thing the, that bugs no, the heck no, out of me. No Hall of Fame is as full of shit as basketball is. That's I'll just say that flat. Really? Out. Ba- oh, basketball is called so full of shit. But we we like Grant Hill in because he's so likable and he's lovable, and it's the basketball Hall of Fame. So you can, even right. though you're not had supposed a great to, college career. you're not supposed to factor all of that in. But they do. But there are people who said that if you look at the numbers, was Joe a Hall of Famer? I mean, Joe made top fifty. So and it's all subjective and it's is, all yeah, hypocrisy it's, it's, in all the sports. Yeah, basketball I mean, here's the thing. Is totally no, basketball no, Hall of Fame is the most full of shit, the, the most completely full of shit. No matter where I am, where I am in America or where I am in, in, in my life, when when you you will see my head explode from wherever you are, hundreds of miles away, when Big Poppy Dave or David Ortiz gets voted in, I, my head will literally explode. Because it'll be the biggest crock of hypocrisy in the history of mankind. I test, and it's because, but but the, all the Royd, you know, allegations. It, it's the same thing with Piazza. Like they all, they all. Pudge Rodriguez. You just told me all that stuff. You just told me all that stuff was like that's baseball. But they should. Okay. But they, that's my point. They should all be in. But it's but it's subjective. It's because he oh, was writers, a likable yeah. guy. Well, the writers liked Big Poppy. Well, they hated Bonds and Clemens and Palmero because they were jerks. Palmero that, that wasn't a jerk be. until he lied in the front of the yeah, Senate. Yeah, he so lied. I mean, he looked like an idiot in front of If he shut Fair. his mouth, you know, he's, still, he's, he's still, probably hey, in. He's still holding it, though. Mm-hmm. He's still holding it. Yeah. Good for him. I, I agree. Well, but it, but it, it, look, it, you. I've been in a million clubhouses and locker rooms getting tape. I mean, it's how I got my start working for you. And there are plenty of guys that were jerks to me, and, it, and I never took it personal. I was there to do a job. If I got to a place like a John Heyman or, or, or a, a Bob Nightingale, like, it's not your place to be, you know, like the, you know, uh, like in high school. Like, ah, you know well, what, look, you're, can, you're can a we, jerk, so I'm not going to vote let, for you even though you have the numbers. Can we just say that maybe one of the worst human beings to ever live on the planet was Ty Cobb? Sure. Like as literally as horrible and despicable a human being, racist, mm-hmm. just disgusting, has ever human lived. Being. Yes. Babe Ruth was a womanizer, a a an abuser. Like not just. I mean, he verbally, physically abused. He did women. He did. Oh God. He physically. Oh yes. Really interesting. Yes. Mickey Mantle. I mean, it goes Mantle, on and drunk. On. Like I mean, yeah. the, in in the disrespect for the game, playing. I, Man, I get it. We if we go back and we dig hard enough, I mean, you can, you can find all kinds of reasons to say all kinds of things about all kinds of people. Sure, Man, I, 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 I get it. But when you're sitting there, when you're John Heyman, you're sitting there every year with your ballot. Oh, this guy screwed me out of an interview, and this—that's <laughs> yeah. the stuff that drives me bonkers. Yeah, I'm it not, shouldn't be. I'm about not okay that. with that. Ethan, you've been in clubhouses, obviously, Tiger, uh, yeah. Bat Boy. Yep. Uh, I mean, there there were guys that are you putting Max I, Scherzer in? <laughs> Am I putting him in as a player? Yes. Do I like him as a person? God, no. He's not a likable person, but really? he's a great player. Yeah, he told me that last um, week. See, man, it's just you. you know, a guy like Tory Hunter. He gets in for his numbers. He gets also in because he's probably the most gentleman player I, I've I ever could, met. I could tell that right away. Like I he is the that. most genuine, down to earth person. 
if I was putting in people based on their niceness, Austin Jackson would be in. He's not in because of his numbers, and I don't think he will be a Hall of Famer. But there are certain players that, yeah, you, you can go and they can be the greatest player on the field, and then they're just crap. Like, as a person, they don't give a crap about anybody else. How about David Price? I didn't really. He was an interesting guy. I never really had a personal interaction with him. You probably saw him but naked I, a little too much. No, that, I, no, that was I, Ian Kinsler. Ian Kinsler and his body when I see guys, When I see guys out, that's what I determine. I don't, I don't man, if, if, I am, if I'm doing a job and I'm, on, I'm in their world, I, I get it. But if I meet somebody out, in about at a function or something like that, and then there, then I'm like, okay, I'm good on you. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're um, I, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, Milt Wilcox. Oh yeah, Milt Wilcox, Uncle man, great. Mm-hmm. Fen- freaking phenomenal. And the guy was a, a army uh, specialist. There you go. Well, here you like this story. Army. I had to be Love something tight. No, I he's outstanding. Great, one of the greatest tigers ever. You remember one of one of our former employers? I always used to have to go and get liners that yeah. from the visiting players that said yeah. that when they mm-hmm. came to town they listened to a certain radio station, right? right? And I remember, you know, like I said, you how you are when you meet here your heroes. Yeah. I remember I went up to to Derek Jeter and he gave me the standard company line like <laughs> Oh well, you'll have to ask our communications guy Jason Zillow, and they'll have to run it up the flagpole. And you know he was he was a jerk to me, right? Whereas Giambi, Rivera, Bernie Williams, all these other guys were like, mm-hmm. "Sure, bro, hit record, let's do it." I love that, and I knew Jeter was kind of like that. Even though I do love the guy, yeah. I'll always love him. But I kind of figured he's kind of standoffish. Yep. When it Girl, comes my to idol was Ken Griffey Jr. Blew me off hard. Oh, but I had but I had a microphone. I get it. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to my guy Jeff, who's a who's a big Mass fan. We've converted him. Hey, Jeff. Listens every day now. All right. And man. I might as well say out to my my dad Jeff as well, since we're talking about Jeff. Mr. Hey, Pop. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, Art Moldell did not make the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, he's not very well liked. Uh, Tom Flores, the great Raiders head Ooh. coach, put him in. He's got to be in. Why Tom isn't Flores he in? Should he in. should be in before Coward. And Wayne Fonts. Put Wayne in. <laughs> By the way, the Vegas Golden Knights fired Gerard Gallant. The former Red Wing. He's out. Gerard Gallant. Peter Yo, DeBoer Gerard. is now the head coach in Vegas. They are ninth in the West. And guess who's last in the entire NHL? The Detroit Red Wings. Our Detroit Red Wings are dead Organization. Last. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes. Let's hear them, brother. Angel, Kelsey, Stephen, Cole. Thanks to everybody. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. Brendan. You the man. Love you, man. Wish you could be here every day. Love you too. Clarence, love you too. Salute. Thank you, brother. Take care of that Army stuff, all right? Uh, I got you. All right, man. What's the Semper Fi is military? That's, 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 that's Marine. I know that's Marine. What do you have then? Hua. Hua. Okay. Hua. <laughs> Good Gino. enough. Gino. It's Tom Azaway here for the wrap on NRM Streamcast. Join us. We'll see you Friday with DMAC in the house. Have a great week, guys.